0: This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with your host, Brian and Kim Walker. Today, we're going to be talking about websites, and each of us came up with our top five list of the things that we think are the most important things for your website.
1: Or as I would like to say, the top five things that irritate me when I go to somebody's website and they don't have it. So it's a little personal for me.
0: Yeah. So uh, before we get too far into it, if you're not following us on Instagram, follow us on Instagram at Shop Marketing Pros. TikTok. I don't know what the handle is. My team will be able to tell us and I'll I'll tell you on the next episode. (laughs) And also on YouTube Shorts. We've been filming these podcasts and cutting them up and making short form video out of them. Same thing that you should be doing with your video in your shop.
1: I don't even get a vote, by the way, in case anybody's wondering. They just show up in this drop box where I've been clipped out and yeah, I don't get a vote on. No, I don't like that. I was told, deal with it. (laughs) So yeah,
0: that is true. Thank you to our friends at RepairPal for providing you this episode. As shop owners, we were part of RepairPal Certified Network. You can learn more at RepairPal.com forward slash shops. All right, Kim, you go to websites all the time and you love analyzing websites and it's not like you're analyzing them for the purposes of marketing. It's that you need something from the website and there's something that you can't find or sometimes it's something that they did great and you love commenting, you know, telling me about it or whoever is with you at the time.
1: You're making me sound really bad.
0: No, I'm not. Yes, you are. You have a marketing mind. And you're always thinking about marketing. It's just like our son, when he was 14 years old, he started working at Chick-fil-A. And then every time after that, he would analyze customer service. Everywhere. I mean, if it was great customer service, he would talk about, that's great. More often, it was bad customer service. And he was saying, oh, that would never get by at Chick-fil-A. Well, we're marketers, so we do the same thing.
1: Yeah. So usually... It's me going because I'm a customer, right? So I'm trying to find what I'm looking for, whether it's a business that I already know or whether it's a business that I've never experienced or never used before. So sometimes I'm going to the website, you know, as an existing customer, sometimes as a new customer. So what we're going to do is I'm going to share my top five things based on the perspective of a customer. Whereas Brian is going to give it to you from the marketer's perspective. So,
0: all right. So, you start off. We're going to, the way that we'll do this is you give your number five, I'll give my number five, and then we'll just kind of alternate.
1: Okay. So, number five, the, so these are in order. These are my top five, but number five is like the least important of the five, even though it's important.
0: It's very important.
1: So, for me, and you know that Brian and I love to, well, in our team, we teach preach and practice, know, like, trust, right? We want to help people get to know, like, and trust you. So as a customer, when I'm going to a website, I am looking to get to know this business better, whether it's from the perspective of getting to know them, whether it's going to help me like them more, or whether it's going to help me gain trust. So I'm looking for things like your story, your about information, You know, more information about your team members, that sort of thing. That's my number five.
0: The About Us page. The About Us. You know, it's funny because yesterday our team had a kickoff with a new client. And during that kickoff, they asked the client, what is your story? And they were so blown away by this person's story that, Mm -hmm. so we record that call so that we can share it, you know, with, you know, if we have a future team member that's going to work on that project or something, they can always go back and and rewatch that kickoff call. Well, they shared it with us and said, you have to watch this section. And it was there, it was where they told their story about how their shop came to be. And I watched it, you watched it. We were both like, wow, that is a great story. So this stuff matters, you know, the, about us, it's not always about, oh, we have ASC certifications and we're a member of whatever jobber program and we've got 42 years of you know experience. It is like, what's your story? What got you into auto repair in the first place?
1: That, you know, I wish that we, and I mean, they could certainly do this, but it was a Zoom recording. So our team members were on that recording as well, but it was so good that we literally could have just clipped it out as a video and put that on their About Us page. So when we say About Us, I'm looking for, yeah, your story. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? And there's, I get it, like big corporate companies are not going to have that. But you're an automotive repair shop owner. You can certainly have that on there. So I think the About Us is really important.
0: We dedicated an entire episode to our About Us Trip. episode two of this podcast and you can go hear our story
1: so yeah. what's yours number five
0: all right number five from for, the market for me is google analytics i think that every website should have google analytics on it whether your website provider has their own analytics platform or not your website should have Google Analytics on it because there's so much that you can tell from it. You can tell, you know, things like how much time people are spending on your website. You can tell, uh, you know, how they, how, what page they entered from, what time of day, what type of device they're on, the flow through the website. There's so much that you can tell from your Google Analytics. And let's face it, okay, so some website providers may not want you to hear this, but if they have their own Special analytics platform, and you decide later that you want to go with a different website company, and you no longer have that, that same analytics platform, then you don't have historical data. Whereas when you have Google Analytics, that can move from one website to another. So when you change companies, if you ever do that, you put, have your old Google Analytics, you install the same tracking code on your new website, all of a sudden you have historical data and can compare how's that new website performing compared to the old website. Can they have both? Yeah, you can have multiple analytics platforms on a website. There's no problem with that at all. There you go. So Google Analytics is my number five.
1: I'm surprised you didn't have that higher, but I digress. So my number four is photos or videos. That should be photo slash video. That should be both, right? So photos, and it goes back to my number five, which was about us. Well, you can't really have your about us if you don't have photos. So um, whether that's a photo gallery or whatever it might be. So I am looking for real pictures of your business, right? So again, I'm looking at it from a customer perspective. So I sometimes go to a restaurant's website or whatever it might be, wherever we're going, whatever I'm looking for. I'm looking for real pictures of whether it's a product or service. So your shop, what's it look like on the outside? What's the inside look like? All of that. Because when I walk in to your shop, it should feel like what I experienced online. So I don't want surprises. And I'm like, wait, is this the right place? I don't know if I'm, if this, if I'm in the right place. This isn't the same. So get rid of the stock photography.
0: But Kim, the photo of the guy holding the giant wrench is just so (laughs) cool. Stop, I can't. And when you see it, it just screams auto repair.
1: You should have told me you were going to do this because that's like my top pet peeve. I can't handle it.
0: So for y'all that don't know what we're talking about, you've probably seen it. They know. There is an iconic photo that there's no telling how many thousands of auto repair websites that are out there. It's a guy. He's wearing a blue hat. He's wearing the blue overalls. And he's holding a big old wrench in his hand. I'm talking <laughs> about like a, you know, inch and an eighth wrench. Gosh. And hey, if you're a truck shop, maybe you use that often. But if you're just a normal auto repair shop, you probably don't get that wrench out very often.
1: Yeah, I could have a lot of fun with this right here, but I'm going to not do it. So photos, videos, your company story, your, your shop, even the shop area, the bathroom. I'm not joking. Like if you're, if it's just a simple, normal, bath, but like our bathroom at our shop, we thought about moms that were coming in there and things that they were going to need personally, but also d- um, baby diaper changing stations. It was only one bathroom. So these days you need to have that on, whether you have a men's bathroom or women's bathroom. Well, hey, the bathroom. Guys are coming in with kids too.
0: The bathroom says a lot about a place. I've walked in a restaurant before and, you know, the restaurant itself looked fine. Went into the restroom, came back out and said, We're leaving. Because you know the restroom, the condition it's in is the same condition that the kitchen is in. Well, if the restroom in a shop is not being taken care of, then you can pretty much assume that you're probably not, you know, that other things are not being taken care of and that you're probably not gonna have a great experience.
1: You know, somebody is listening to this, whether you're in your shop listening, you're driving down the road, where wherever you are, some somebody just heard that and said I can't put pictures on my website because my parking lot looks like trash or my shop is a disaster. There you go. So let's get to the root of the problem. Here's your signal
0: to do something about it.
1: Yep. Because it's super, super important. Like I can't talk about how important it really is because it's that important. And when you say, because people have said this to us, oh, no, no, I can't. I can't give you any pictures. A shop is a disaster. Well, that's priority number one. And without getting off on too much of a a squirrel or a rabbit trail or whatever you want to call it, is if it's dirty, disorganized, all of that, mm, I wonder if you're having problems with keeping technicians.
0: So a, a couple of things about pictures. All right. So first of all, hire a photographer. You ask people to spend thousands of dollars with you every single day. Multiple times per day, you're presenting multiple thousand dollar estimates. Spend a couple grand and get a photographer to come in and take great pictures of your shop. And then, before that photographer ever gets there, you need to think about your website. And I'm going to talk about this in a minute. But what are all of the pages that your website is going to have on it? And stage pictures for all of those things. So, you got a air condition repair page on your website Get a picture of the tech working on the car with the air conditioning machine hooked up. And look, you can, when you do those photos, do the photo where you have the picture where you can see the tech's face and where you can't see the tech's face. Because if they ever leave you, you want to be able to still have a good picture uh, without having to call that photographer back. And you don't want to have pictures of people on your website where you can see their face if they no longer work for you.
1: That reminds me. I don't think it's on our free stuff page of our website, but we need to get it there. We have a either a blog or some type of resource a list that we provide list. to our clients. Yeah. So, it, you know, Brian was just talking about think about your website and all the pictures that you need on that website. But while the photographer is there, they might as well take some team photos, even though your team might change. They might as well go ahead and take. Pictures of the types of vehicles that you service and things in the shop so that those can be used as evergreen content, not the team pictures, but the rest of it can be used as evergreen content on your social media, in your email campaigns, all that. So, yep, photos. That was my number four.
0: Time to thank our friends at RepairPal for making this episode possible. Don't get left behind. Today's tech-savvy consumers value instant gratification, so they start their searches for a repair shop on their computers and smartphones. These power users research auto repair and service options and decide which shops to engage with in an instant. Gain these customers by being RepairPal certified. They provide proof that your prices are fair with their best-in-class estimator. They're the largest site for auto repair, and they will introduce your shop to new customers through RepairPal.com and through the recommendation of partners like USAA, CarMax, and Consumer Reports. As shop owners, we were in the RepairPal certified network, and it helped grow our business. You have to be in it to win it. So head on over to repairpal.com forward slash shops and set up a call to learn more. When you sign up, you'll get one month of service free and save $150 off certification. That's repairpal.com forward slash shops. All right. My number four is ADA compliance. ADA compliance. It's not something that you're going to put on your website and you're going to get excited about, but it will keep your tail out of trouble. There are so True. many lawsuits that are happening right now over ADA compliance. And basically, if someone is using a screen reader, they need to be able to come to your website and you know read your website just like someone who did not have a visual impairment. Same thing with the one that often gets overlooked is someone who ha- who is hearing impaired. Your videos should have transcriptions on them. The good thing is, is if you put them on YouTube, that's pretty much built in. Their uh, AI will do that for you. But there's a lot of legal ramifications. You do not want to find yourself on the wrong end of an ADA lawsuit.
1: Well, aren't there attorneys that are literally, it's like ambulance chasers. These are website chasers. There are attorneys out there who are specifically targeting the automotive industry and they are looking for shop websites that are not ADA compliant.
0: Yeah, and it's it's not necessarily that they're targeting the automotive industry. They're just targeting small business in general. Sometimes they may have certain industries that they go after. They'll especially go after like e-commerce websites. But you don't want to find yourself in one of those lawsuits, and I'll just leave it at that. I'm not going to I could easily go off on a tangent about this because it really fires me up when I think about it.
1: Um, um there's nothing wrong with that.
0: But also It's just the right thing to do. And you might think to yourself, well, someone who is visually impaired is not going to be driving a car and you're probably right. But okay. What about the dad who is visually impaired is, you know, son or daughter is off at college and they need an auto repair shop and he wants to go online and find them a good shop. That's a good point. So it may not be the person who's actually driving that is looking at your website. So when it comes to ADA compliance, You need to have it where a screen reader can read it. Do yourself a favor too. If you're really curious about this, go download a free screen reader app. It'll be like a Chrome plugin and see, just get a taste of what it's like to use a screen reader. And if you find yourself on a website that is not ADA compliant and you're trying to use a screen reader, it is a disaster. Like it really is. It's not a good user experience. But then the other thing about it, if you really get your ADA compliance, right? your SEO is going to perform fairly well. The parallels between ADA compliance and website SEO are uncanny. And it's because you think about if you're putting things into place to let someone who cannot see your website, for them to understand what's on the website, then you're doing the same exact thing for the search engine.
1: I didn't think about that.
0: You're organizing things in a structure that makes sense. You're putting headings in place. You're putting alt text on images that allows someone who cannot physically see that image to, for the screen reader to read to them and tell them what the image is mm-hmm. Well, you're telling the search engine what sense. the image is too. So SEO and ADA, they go right along with each other and improving your ADA compliance will improve your SEO.
1: All right. I like it. My number five was about us, right? Sharing your story. Number four was photos. Number three, social proof. That's a good one. Reviews, right? So pulling in the customer experience. Now I'm going to add to that a little caveat, even though I know we're talking about this is for customers, but you know who else is looking at your website? Future possible technicians and service advisors. And so on your careers page, you might even have social proof from your employees about why they love working there. But from the customer standpoint, I like to go and see what other people are saying about you. What was their experience like? Is it going to make me want to come in and make an appointment? Is it going to make me want to do business with you? Is it going to help me get to know, like, and trust you more? So it's a big deal.
0: We talk about that actually a lot in episode five, using marketing to attract new team members. And we talk about your website and the things that you can do to your website and look Every shop's trying to hire techs right now. So anything you can do to get a leg up on your competition.
1: Absolutely. And I don't think it's as much about the number as it is what they're saying about you. So literally pulling in those reviews. You know, I love seeing the, the I forget what we call it when we design a website, but kind of down the website a little bit, the scrolling, you know, where it changes and it pulls in the different ones. It just, it's, just it's appealing. A testimonial it rotator. Yeah. Whatever you call it. I don't know. I don't do website stuff.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my number three is calls to action. You need to tell people what it is that you want them to do. And in the case of an auto repair shop, it's usually going to be called like call now or schedule online.
1: And more than one time.
0: Right. It doesn't just go in the header of the website. It should be all throughout the, the content, you know, especially like the homepage, as you scroll down the homepage, you should give your phone number and that schedule online button. It should be, you know, five, six mm-hmm. times down through the the content. Every section, you know, should have a button in there for people to do whatever it is that you want them to do.
1: So this just happened to me. If it wasn't yesterday, it was the day before I was on a website and scrolling. It was, it came from an ad on Instagram, probably a, I don't know shirt or something, whatever. And I'm scrolling through and at the point that I decided to make a purchase, it was a West Point shirt. When I decided to make the purchase, I was probably three quarters of the way down the homepage and couldn't find the button to get to wherever I wanted to. And it blew my mind. I was like, how is this? How is there not a shop now or buy now or something? And I had to scroll all the way back up, which, you know, it's not not a big deal but it just kind of surprised me because I was like do they not have what I was looking for? you know the spot to click to go to the next step just maybe dig for it and they very quickly I could have been like forget it never mind and come off so you you want to catch them like Brian was saying all through the customer journey of of your site their I mean, experience
0: people are busy gosh there's no telling what they're doing they got their phone in their hand and they're trying to make an appointment to get their car serviced. You don't want them to have to search for things. You want to tell them what is your preferred way. You know, we have most auto repair shops. They want people to pick up the phone and call. But, hey, what if it's after hours? You know, somebody's been at work all day. You close at 530. They're sitting at home seven o'clock at night and they need to schedule their car for service. Well, how do they do that? And when you have buttons staring them in the face that say, schedule online, then you're helping them. Because now they know, I don't have to wait until tomorrow to pick up the phone and call and then forget, and you end up not getting that client.
1: That's a good one. You ready for me? Yep. Okay. So, number two, are you solving their problem? And what I mean by that is, when I come to your website, very, very quickly, like I should be able to answer this question within two seconds, can you solve my problem? And I want you to think deeper about, oh, well, my car's broken down or I need service. But even thinking deeper about what's the real problem, the real problem, after it's the surface level, my car's broken down, it's really that I can't get to work. I can't get my kids to school. I don't have reliable transportation. You know, you can, you can, we can come up with even more ideas, but, you know, really having messaging and images on your website very quickly when i come to it so that i am drawn in to my own story i'm drawn in this is a whole bunch of story brand stuff we talk about it all the time but i'm drawn in and I, and i say oh they can help me these are this is who i'm looking for this is what i need
0: well and also depending on what it is that they need and what kind of car they drive you know you should tell them what types of vehicles do you work on if you're a generalist shop will you do that european car if they bring it to you If you're a Euro shop, you want to make it clear these are the brands we work on so that they don't come in there with a Chevy truck because you're probably not going to fix that.
1: Well, if I'm driving a car like you know a high-end Mercedes, BMW, Porsche, out, whatever it might be, I want to know that you're working on my specific vehicle, right? I mean, we've spent a lot of money on this super expensive car. I'm not going to bring it to someone that doesn't specialize in that.
0: But then the types of repairs that you do also, do you do alignments? Because, you know, if you don't do alignments, then you don't want somebody like coming to you when they need an alignment or tires. It wastes your service advisor's time mm-hmm. and you don't want that, you know, but if somebody is searching and you don't have it on your website and they're like, oh, they probably don't do it. Well, you know, you want to put that stuff on there and it's the things that not every shop does. Yes pretty much every shop is going to you know, fix a check engine light or do an oil change or something like that. So I'm not saying that you don't put those things on your website, but it's not as important to put those on there because it's just assumed that you do them. But the things like alignments, transmission fluid flushes, headlight restorations, you know, those are the types of things that not every shop is going to do. And if you do it, it on the website so that when someone is searching for it, they can find it. Or when somebody comes to your website and they want to know, do you do this? It's right there.
1: All right. What's yours?
0: So Kim talked about real photos. I'm going to say optimized photos. So especially if you are managing your own website and sometimes even if you have a professional do it, a photo will make it onto your website that's, that has not been optimized. So when I talk about optimizing a photo, I'm talking about sizing it correctly because, gosh, today's cell phones take huge pictures. I mean, it is nothing to get a 10 megabyte picture off of a cell phone. So is that
1: why I go to a website and it takes a long time for something to load because it's too big?
0: If the website is slow, the most common problem with that is going to be images that are too large. So you can resize that photo and then you can actually optimize the density of the photo, which I'm not going to get too technical on that, but basically photo right off your phone is going to be about 300 dots per inch for the web. You need 72 dots per inch. You're talking like when you change a photo from 300 DPI to 72 DPI, it is incredible how much smaller the file size gets. But then the other optimizations that you can do to it are what you name it. So when you're naming your photo right off the camera, it might be something like, you know 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. JPG. Whereas you could name it Cummins-HeadGasket-Replacement.jpg, and now you're telling the search engine what it's a photo of, and it helps with your search engine optimization.
1: But it takes so long to do that.
0: It's worth it. All right. What's your number one?
1: Number one. So let me back up first, just kind of recap. Five was about us, your story. Four, photos. Three, reviews or social proof. Two, do you solve their problem? And My biggest pet peeve, the thing that I think you need to have from a customer standpoint, the most important thing is a quick way for them to contact you, whether it's scheduling appointment, making a phone call. Brian talked about this when he was talking about calls to action, which is kind of the same thing, what you want them to do. But I'm thinking of it very often. I'll go to a website and I'm looking for the phone number or I'm looking for... You just got to
0: go to the contact page, right? Right. Well, (laughs) yep never make somebody go to your contact page. Put that information that Kim was talking about on every single page of your website.
1: I mean, there's a time and a place for using a link to get people there. But what he meant by never make them go there is I want to come to your site and quickly and easily do what I need to do, which is probably schedule an appointment or pick up the phone and call you. So I want to see it top of your website, All throughout, quick, easy way to get in touch with you. So, yeah, that's my number one. I think that's what people are really looking for most of the time.
0: All right, so I will recap mine. Number five was Google Analytics. Number four, ADA compliance. Number three, calls to action. Number two, real or real optimized photos. photos. And number one is going, I'm going to cheat a little bit here. I'm going to work two into one. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Unique content and a blog. And they're They kind of go hand in hand. So, but I have a permit. So I do what I want.
1: Nobody knows what you're talking about.
0: Well, they don't have to. Tom Swanson or whatever his name is. If they listen, Ron Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. Excuse me. Ron Swanson has a permit. I have a permit. It says I do what I want. So, number one unique content and a blog. If your website doesn't have unique content on it, then what is to separate it from every other auto repair website out there? Every single page of your website should be unique. The content that you have on your website should not be the same as someone else's. Nobody has
1: content that's like everybody else's.
0: Most shops have content that are like everyone else's because they hire companies (laughs) that build their website and they put the content, the same content. On every one of their websites, you love it that your website has a page for Chevy and a page for Ford and another one for Chrysler and another one for Hyundai and another one for Honda and another one for Toyota and Lexus and all of this. But guess what? Go to those pages on your website, select some of the content, right click on it and click on search Google for this content and you will see how many other websites have the exact same content on it. So now there is nothing unique about your website except for a handful of pages.
1: And you think you've built a page for SEO purposes, but Google saw no 15 other websites or 150 other websites have that same content. So you really have wasted your time, money, energy, effort creating that page with duplicate content.
0: Yeah. So you need unique content. And then the other part a blog. A blog is where you can go, you know, write stories, embed videos, do all kinds of things that would not necessarily be a page on your website. So it could be the thing like, um, how to know when the evaporator core is leaking in your Mercedes E class. That's not going to be a main page on your website, but what happens when you, when you write these blogs and look, don't, don't tune this out because you say to yourself, I'm not going to write, I'm going to give you a little hack for that in a minute. But when, when you, when you write these things, you get all kinds of terms in there, That you would have never gotten on your website otherwise and there are people searching for this stuff every day now what's interesting is on a lot of websites we will see the blog pages are the pages that that people enter into the website from the most and the reason why is because you know okay you're over in rhode island and someone in new mexico is searching for exactly what you wrote about and Well, they're never going to come to your shop. They're not going to be a client of yours, but guess what? One of the things that Google uses as a determining factor for how well a website ranks is how much traffic it gets. So all of those people throughout the country who are coming to your website that are searching for this weird thing that you wrote a blog about are increasing the traffic to your website and they're helping your website to rank better. But also the the people that are near you that happen to search for it, they're coming to you if you've written about it and they're like, oh, they already know about this problem with my car. I'm bringing it here so they can fix it.
1: That's good stuff. This is a good episode. Yeah. So you said you have a hack.
0: Oh yeah. 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 Talking about blogs and people that aren't going to write. So yeah, I know you're not going to write. Most shop owners don't write, but there's a couple of things that you can do. One of them is get out your phone and shoot a video that no one is ever going to see except for you and a writer and just give the details like you don't have to get into the specifics. The writer will take care of the specifics. You're going to give them the bullet points of whatever it is that you want to talk about. They'll fill in all the details. And then you're still the thought expert because it came from your head, but you just shoot that little video. You send it to a writer. You can hire writers all day long on the internet and they're not that expensive. So you can get your blogs done without you having to write it. You know, you spend three to five minutes doing a video, just given the bullet points, they'll take it from there. And then you got your block. I love
1: that. That's awesome.
0: Do a detailed video and have it transcribed on something like rev.com.
1: So just sit in your car, no distractions, pull out your phone and just talk to the camera about whatever topic it is. And then you're going to send that to a writer who is then going to put it into context that makes sense is proper grammar, punctuation, spelling, all the things.
0: Or better yet, get over your fear of the camera, get out in the shop where the problem is actually happening and make a video that you will share with your entire audience. Put it on social media, YouTube, everything else.
1: What he said. I have a hack too. Okay. All right. So my hack is actually not mine. I stole it from Donald Miller and it's the grunt test for your website. Mm. right so especially for our specialty shops if you specialize in European Asian diesel performance whatever take that website put it on your computer walk up to some random person be careful maybe not like completely random be a little selective about who you pick use your mom but right yes bring it to your mom I mean she probably should be older mom like they're gonna be not like Real young, smart, savvy people. But like the older people who are like not super tech savvy and all that kind of stuff anyway, open up your website and have them tell you the thing is the mom knows what they do, but you're you're trying to my look mom for someone still does
0: not know what I do. Oh, as that's many right. times she thinks as I've explained it. Yes.
1: You work on can you fix my computer? No, we, we don't do that. But don't you work on computers? Not like that. Anyway, so show your website to someone and ask them, what do we, you know, we work on cars, but what do we specialize in? And see if your website, and don't give them a long time. I mean, they have like five seconds max, I'd say two, three seconds. Close the lid and ask them, do you know? and see if someone that really is not super aware of what you're doing, if if your website passes the test.
0: And they call it the grunt test because a caveman should be able to look at it and grunt that he understands what it is.
1: Right, I forgot about that.
0: All right, Kim, how can people find us?
1: Oh, my gosh. We're everywhere, y'all. So really, you can find us in so many different places, whether it's on our website, shopmarketingpros.com, Facebook, Google, TikTok, we hope that you're in our private Facebook group, which is the Auto Repair Marketing Mastermind. Am I missing something? You have a book. So that's just shopmarketingpros.com forward slash book. And it's the ultimate guide to auto repair marketing that Brian wrote. And you have a ver- different ways you can get that book by going to that that site. So you can, you can hook up with us all over the place. We're also usually at most of the trade show conferences, either speaking or at the expo or something like that. So you can catch up with us in person or online just about anywhere.
0: All right. Well, thanks again for listening to the auto repair marketing podcast on aftermarket radio network. There's some other great shows on the network and you can find them at aftermarketradionetwork.com or on your favorite podcast listening apps like Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, and many others. Tune in for another episode next week. And until then go fill those bays. You've
1: been listening to the Auto Repair Marketing Podcast with Kim and Brian Walker. Follow the podcast on your favorite listening app. Find their emails in the show notes and visit them at shopmarketingpros.com. Let Kim and Brian know what you want discussed because they're all about advancing the aftermarket.